Today's episode, we are diving into relationships. Ever heard the saying, everything that looks good isn't good for you? Well, I like to put a twist on it, my own spank on it. Everything that looks good ain't good for you. We really need to get underneath the exterior to find out, is this person going to be a good partner? So that's what we're going to be delving in today. Today's episode, we will discuss 10 qualities you should be looking for when choosing a partner. This podcast is being brought to you by Private Practice. Our focus is to help practice owners position themselves so that they can provide quality care for their communities while also managing their own wellness. Want to learn more? Visit our website at www.privatepractice.com. That's P-R-I-V-A-T-E-P-R-A-C-T-E-A-S-E.com. I look forward to being a part of your success journey. This podcast is being brought to you by Restorative Family Services, LLC, a behavioral health practice located in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Our goal is to provide quality, affordable, and accessible mental health care to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Visit our website at www.restorativefamilyservices.com and request a call. We accept all major insurance providers and have affordable rates for out-of-pocket self-paid clients. We look forward to being a part of your growth journey. Everything that looks good ain't good for you, honey. Okay, so for those of you listening up, I want you to pull up a chair. We're going to get into this. You ever order a product online and it looked good, you know, the reviews were great. And when you got the merchandise, you were not happy with the quality of the material or it did not do what it said it was going to do. That's an example of everything that looks good ain't good for you. You know, as a child at Christmas time, I was so good at identifying what was wrapped what gifts were wrapped under the tree. So, you know, my mom got smart and she stopped putting them out before Christmas. I could tell by the weight, by the shape of something, whatever the packaging was, I can tell what was in it. You know, I had developed this like, you know, spidey sense or this superhuman ability to discern what was inside the pretty package based on my keen detective skills as a kid. You know, and that's exactly What I want to share with you today, how to be discerning about what it is on the inside of the package of someone who you're looking to partner with, to date, to be in a relationship with. Is that person worth the time? And we have to be discerning to figure that out. You know, so when I talk about everything that looks good, ain't good. Think about this, you know, when you're looking for someone to partner with right? Or you're looking for suitable people, the people you're attracted to. Is it that dude with all the muscles wearing the tight clothing? Yeah, he he may look good. Or is it the lady over there with the skinny jeans and the crop top with the hourglass figure, edges laid, hair is all right, makeup done? Yep, she looks good. But are they good for you? Everything that looks good 
is not good for you. I want you to think back to when you received a gift that was nicely wrapped. You know, the packaging was beautiful and you just got really excited about getting this, this gift. Did you stop there? Did you just adore the packaging? Did you just say, okay, that's it? Or like most of us, did you look inside? I'm betting you looked inside. Oh, this is good. I wonder what's in it. I wonder what it can do. I wonder what this gift is. That is exactly what we have to do when we're dating. You got to look to see what's on the inside. You got to look at the person's character. You know, people spend a lot of time on the exterior developing that and they may not have a good character. They may not have the things that you're looking for to partner with, to be in a relationship. You know, is there any substance to this individual? What does this person value? Are their values in alignment with mine? Uh, What about respect? Do they respect you? Are they loyal? Do they care about you? Are they able to see things from your perspective? Are they empathetic? There's so much more, so much more that relationships rely on than just what's on the outside, than just the good looks. So we want to make sure that we go beyond the packaging. We go beyond the exterior. And I'm not saying anything to, you know, don't look for anyone who you're attracted to. I'm saying that's one level. But, you know, you got to go a little deeper if you're looking to be in a relationship with this person. So when you stop at just the exterior, right, things could get a little superficial. You might have a superficial relationship. When you only focus on the outside, that's pretty, you know, pretty superficial. It's pretty surface level. What good is having something pretty and shiny on the outside if it doesn't add value to your life, if it doesn't serve a purpose? See, it's human nature, and anthropologists have always studied this, but it's it's human nature to attach positive feelings and attributes to things that we're attracted to. Without any proof, we assume that a person who is good looking is also a good person. Do not be fooled, grasshopper. Do not be fooled. There are people counting on you to make this mistake. The lore of seduction or the lore of the external only for them to be like the worst partners ever or take advantage of you. So do not be fooled by the shiny, pretty object. Go a little deeper. So I want to talk to you. I want to start our discussion with high value versus low value. So there's lots of chatter on the web about what it means to be a high value man or woman. All right. And so I will get into this in another episode. There's a lot to unpack. But just know, I don't agree with individuals assigning a value, especially when it comes from a place of material possessions. Okay. So, but I'm I'm just going to go over it so that, you know, if you have heard some of these chatters that you can start to attune your ears and filter out all the garbage that's out there online. Okay. So according to this trend, high value men are considered wealthy men. These are considered people who are able to provide, right? So the high value women are considered high value based on their usefulness 
to a man. Now, listen, like I said, I completely disagree. So do not <laughs> do not think that I'm in alignment with this. But I, I just I want to start there. Now, let me just start by saying that the person that popularized this is Kevin Samuels, who I believe is just very dark and misguided. But he uses his platform to break the spirit of strong black women. All right. So that's another episode. I'm not going to go into that in this episode, but I do want to at least draw awareness because it's out there and we, we need to kind of look at that. But I want you to keep that, pack that away in your brain. Now, if you were picking a partner, right? If you were picking a partner to survive the wilderness with, right? Let's say you're out there and you're on some kind of like adventure where you need to survive 10 days in the jungle or in the wilderness, right? I want you to think about the things that you would need in that partner to survive the 10 days, right? So you would probably need them to be strong in areas that you're not or have some skills in areas that you don't so that you can work together to survive because you're going to be having to rely on what you have and you're going to have to rely on what they have and and then together you're going to keep each other alive. So if I'm thinking about this, if I had to survive the wilderness I would need them to have a lot because I'm I'm just telling you, I'm from the city. I don't know nothing about the wilderness. <laughs> so, but, but in all seriousness, I'm going to need someone who would be calm and graceful under pressure. I'm going to need someone maybe who knows how to build a shelter and hunt for food or fish for food. I'm going to need someone with some practical skills. Now, the things I could probably bring to the table would be problem solving skills. I am really good at, you know, solving problems. I'm really good at creating a strategy. I I can support them. I clap for them all day. Uh, You know, I'm really good at, you know, just empowering. So just thinking about the things, you know, we got to take inventory of what we bring and what they bring and try to build something together. Right. So if you're out in the wilderness where you can be like eaten and attacked by animals, pretty doesn't seem very helpful. You look good, yes, but I mean, how are we going to survive on that? How, how are we going to do that? You know, you looking good ain't going to save my life. You looking good might put my life in danger because you might be attracting other animals that want to come because you look good. I don't know. I'm just being silly here. But I want you to think about that, right? What else do you have? What else are beyond the looks? What else do we have? You know, so asking those questions because we need to eat. We need to survive. You know, maybe if you're out there with someone who is too pretty, they don't want to, you know, put in the work because they might mess up their nails or, you know, they don't really know how to build because they haven't been building those parts of their character or, or their minds or really having that practical knowledge. Right. So we just can't rely on the exterior packaging, but we really need to delve into how can this person or being with this person add value, add purpose? How can we build together? All right. Now, I'm not saying that looks are not important. I know that's the first thing that attracts you, that if you're not attracted to someone, you can't get to the next levels. But I want you to get to the next levels. Like once they look good, let's go down the list and see if they have all these other qualities. All right. 
Some people might be attracted to some other superficial, not just looks, but maybe it's money, right? And again, you got to go down the list, right? Because if a person dresses well and have a lot of material possessions that they must be a good catch. Well, I would say to someone who makes that assumption, what are you fishing for? You have to understand what it is that you want in a relationship and determine whether or not that person is meeting that. So if you're looking for someone who has a lot of wealth and that's the only thing that you're looking for, and you're not looking for someone's character, then, you know, you might find yourself in an unhappy relationship. Maybe they may not respect you. They may not spend time with you because they're so busy pursuing the money. Maybe that's all their value. So, you know, if that's what you value, then you're going to attract someone who just values money and the relationship and being there for you and and all those good things that come with a partnership may not be there because of the, the chase for the money. So not all money is good money. See, everything that looks good ain't good for you. Be with someone who will make you feel valued and love. But to do this, you have to know your worth and be able to discern what you're looking for in a relationship. So here are 10 qualities that you should be focusing on, that you should be looking for when you are looking to partner with someone. All right. Very first thing I want you to do is know your worth, right? You have to know what you bring to the table. You have to know and appreciate yourself. You have to know what qualities that you can add and things of that nature. So how you care for others, how do you care for yourself? What things do you like about you? So knowing your worth is important. Number two is value alignment. Making sure that you spend enough time to understand what this person values and are our values the same? Are our core values the same? All right, because if we can agree on those values, then we're going to be able to roll in the same direction in a relationship. Number three is self-respect. You want to have someone who respects themselves because if they have self-respect and they operate uh, under a code of ethics for themselves and they have dignity and honor, they are going to do certain things, not just because of you, but because this is who they are at the core. So for example, if you get into an argument with someone who doesn't respect themselves, it's easy for them to call you out your name. It's easy for them to attack you, to be toxic. But if this person respects themselves, there are certain things that they're they're just not going to do. They're not going to, to just lose all respect for you because they have a a code that this this is, is not just about you. They're not going to cheat on you because it's not just about you. It's just about how they respect themselves. So, you know, it's nothing that you can do that will bring them out of character because of their own self-respect for themselves. So they operate that they treat you the way they treat you because they respect themselves. If they respect themselves, they will respect you. I hope that makes sense. Okay. Number four. Are they empathic? Does this person have the ability to see things from another person's point of view, from your point of view? Even if they don't agree with you, can they validate your emotions? Can they say, you know what? I see you're upset. So 
I, I, I can talk to that feeling. I can validate that feeling. Number five, time. You know, time is a finite um, commodity and we don't get more of it. So when someone prioritizes you as someone they want to spend time with you with, then that is a telltale sign that this is a good partner because they want to spend time. You're not an inconvenience. You're not something that they have to schedule in, but they actually genuinely want to be in your presence. Number six, are they a team player? Can they be supportive and collaborate with you? You know, and being a team player doesn't mean you just do what they want you to do, act how they want you to act, but they're into whatever you're into. They want to support whatever you're doing, you know, so are they a team player? And, you know, if there's a project, let's say there's something, I saw something on on the internet that um, was really uh, troubling, Um, but there was this guy who was videotaping his wife and she was painting the deck and he was on there and he was like, I told my wife this was dumb to stain the paint on this because it's just going to rot. These are rotted wood pieces. Nah, 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 nah. I'm not going to help her. And I just was so appalled by that. See, if he had been a team player, it doesn't matter if he thought the task was stupid. He would be right there painting the rotted wood that he told his wife it wasn't a good idea to do because he's a team player. He cares about what she cares about. He is into what she's into. Even if he doesn't agree, he does not just go, nah, 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 nah. You know, you're doing something dumb. But that is part of, you know, things that you should be looking for in a mate. Being a team player. Okay. Number seven is honesty. Do they value honesty? And so, you know, if you have, if you're with someone who tells a lot of white lies or jokingly lies to see if you'll fall for this, that might be a telltale sign that they don't value honesty. But if you have someone who's constantly just straightforward, gives you the truth, um, is just honest with you, that is somebody you want to, those are qualities that you want to look for, someone you want to be with. Are they a problem solver? You know, conflict is going to occur. We do not live in a world where there will ever be a time where there's no conflict. There's going to be conflict. And this is how you really get the essence of who you're with, is how they show up in conflict right? Do they just wag the finger like, I told you not to do this? Do they blame you in those situations or are they solution focused? Like, okay, here's a problem. This is what we need to do to solve the problem. You know, it avoids that blaming. It's the, I'm going to roll up my sleeves and I'm going to make this or improve this situation. Doesn't matter who's right or wrong. It's just, if there's a problem that needs to be fixed, then we're going to do it and we're going to do it together. Number nine, emotional intelligence. You want to have someone who is emotionally intelligent, meaning they understand and can regulate their own emotions, not blame you for feeling this or for getting them mad or or reacting this way, but they take ownership of their own emotions, right? They they, They understand what makes them anxious. They understand what makes them angry and they can regulate their own emotions. Last one is social intelligence. So now we got to take it one step further. Now we understand our own emotions, but to be socially intelligent, I need to understand how my behavior 
impacts other people. We don't live in a world where it's just about us. We have to do life with other people. And if you're in a relationship, you're doing a lot of life with, a, with people, with one person. Okay. So you need to really get a handle on how your behavior can trigger someone else's emotional response and things like that. So those are the things that we need to. So we can't just stop at, oh, they have big muscles. Oh, they look good in those jeans. Oh, we no. There's so much that goes into doing life with someone that good looks is not going to get it. You know, if if that's all you got, then we we we're not going too far. We're not going to be able to survive the wilderness of life because life is hectic. You know, when you get in a relationship, if you take that relationship further, you're you're getting married, you move in together, you know. Life is going to throw things at your relationship that if you're not a sound, solid foundation, it can really tear things apart, you know, because there's stressors that will, there are going to be external stressors that will deteriorate a relationship if you don't have a good, solid foundation. You know, kids are stressful. Work is stressful. Maybe uh, one or both of you have lost loved ones. Maybe there's a miscarriage. Maybe there's financial issues. Someone's health is failing. Layoffs. There's so many challenges that can happen in a relationship. And so we have to spend time in doing that research because, you know, the character of a person is what you're going to be in a relationship with. It won't be those big muscles. It won't be that hourglass figure. You're going to be in relationship with the person's character. So I want you to think about that and save yourself some future heartache. Take the time while you're dating and allow them to show you who they are. All right, until next time. If you have found this episode helpful, help us grow our audience. By providing us with a five-star review, you help make this podcast visible to others. Help pull others out of a dark space by showing that you care, by sharing this podcast with them. Nothing is better than a friend or loved one who wants you to up-level your life with them. Thanks for tuning in.